All right. So this is Rowan, and we are at, uh, oh, I can't remember our new name. Oh, this is the Afterbirth, the Postpartum and More Support Group. And here's kind of our operating rules. We are always going to want to be kind to, get to each other. We're going to support each other over a solution. So nobody's going to say, you know what you should do. Instead, we're just going to offer solutions and support to each other without like saying, hey, Dr. Blythe, I think that you should, whatever. Um, we're going to be succinct, and if a moderator interrupts you, don't take it personally. Today, myself and Dr. Blythe are moderators. One person's going to talk at a time, um, which is easy to do on this platform. If you have headphones, go ahead and put them in. It's easier to hear you, and it's easier for you to be heard. The cat is in the way here. Um, we're not prescribing or diagnosing, so even though some of us are um, health professionals online, nobody's going to prescribe or diagnose. And this is a public forum, so be mindful. Um, like, it's, you can see who's in the group right now, but later on we'll just have the audio part in our podcast. But if you're breastfeeding, you have your boobs out, or it's culturally or religious sensitivity, sorry, around the cat I'm trying to read, um, or in a lawsuit, or if you're in a dangerous situation, then um, you know, be mindful of what you say or what you expose. And there's a chat box off to the side. You can always chat or send myself or Dr. Blythe a note. Now the cat's tail is in the way. Um, we're going to record this and put it on to a podcast, but it's just the audio part. Um, the cat. Ah, okay, now the cat is biting me. Sorry. Um, my cat's kind of mean. He's a jerk, aren't you? So um, we have a sponsor. It's Patricia Greer's um, Yaya's Raw 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 Food Kitchen here on West Clay in Houston, Texas. They're open like 9 to 3, and they're a takeaway kitchen, so you can go in and get yourself some food or if you're out running errands and you just need some food, you can go in there. You can also breastfeed in there. There's not a place to sit, but, and there's also a potty if you want to need to take your kids in. And just to let them know that you're with the podcast and Prager's can be choosers. But they have, like, food that you can take for later, and it's all nutritious kind of vegan food and um, lots of dense calories, um, plant-based, and it's lovely. So that's what I got right now. Um, we're going to go through and um, – oh, today our topic is teething, which is uh, – I think in postpartum, like you have the baby, you get home, you manage to like live through the night and not, you know, keep your baby alive, keep yourself alive just somehow. And then just kind of when you're getting your groove, then the teeth start coming in and it just kind of like blows the routine to hell. So today we're going to talk about teething and kind of give each other tips and tricks and props mostly to just get through it. And, um, so that's kind of our topic today. And I'm really pumped to see everybody. I didn't get to come last time, so I'm happy to see everybody today. Makes me really happy. And about 9 million babies are being born in, in the upcoming weeks. So we're fixing to hit that big Harvey flow. Everybody who got pregnant during Harvey is fixing to hit. So, um, yeah, all the people who, like, did their hurricane prep and got pregnant, and then all the people who got pregnant during Harvey, that's fixing to go. So I don't know how many um, of these I'll be able to jump into, but I'm happy to be here with you guys now. And my name's Rowan. I'm one of the um, co-producers and co-idea generators for this group, um, along with my sister, Dr. Blythe. And I'm an apprentice midwife here in Houston. I um, have a preceptor named Jackie Griggs locally, and I also have a preceptor named Shane in um, Stellhorn up in Cyprus. And on the midwifery journey, I'm probably like halfway through my junior year. If this is like high school, I'm like halfway through my junior year. So if you guys get pregnant and need a midwife and would like for me to be your midwife under supervision, I'm available. Okay, um, Dr. Blythe, how about we go to you now? Can you unmute yourself and then share? Yeah. 
and I wanted to also say, I put it in the chat box if you guys share, and then after you're like, oh my God, I really didn't want to share all that, just clap three times, and then we can find it on the audio and go back and delete that out. Um, so I'm Dr. Blythe, and today we're going to Hottie Hoop Camp. We're going to the beach for five days. This is our annual trip to the beach with all our cool, fun friends. And so like, we're pretty pumped today, I think. I could speak for both of us, so you usually do that. Um, so even though things sometimes are kind of dark, today's a bright day, yay! That's what I got. All right, who would like to introduce himself next? I can just go across my list. All right, Desiree, I know you just stuck a chicken in your mouth, but you're next. And you're going to tell us who you are and, and where you came from and anything else you want to tell us. Hello, I'm Desiree. I am a doula, a birth worker, a therapist, a mom, so many other hats that I wear. I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. And yeah, happy to be here. Snaps. Thanks for being with us. All right, Tiffany, you're my next person. Hi, I'm Tiffany. Um, stay at home mom of two. Lily is three and a half and Willow just turned two. Um, we are kind of, I guess, at the tail end of teething with Willow. Um, but I've got lots and lots of tips and tricks and even still learning things. We just put a amber necklace on Willow two days ago. So see how that's going. Okay. Digging, digging. All right. Mama D, it's you now. Hey, I'm Adila. Um, actually, I got the name, the nickname D. I think when I was in fourth grade, my closest friends called me D. And then in high school, people called me D because they couldn't pronounce my name, Adila. And so then it became kind of the opposite. My close friends only called me Adila. And then people who didn't really know me called me D. Um, but, uh, and then I became Mama D in college because I kind of took care of everybody, it seemed like, before I was a mother. Um, but I'm a mother of two. I have a almost three-year-old and an eight-month-old, and um, I'm also a birth doula in Houston, and my eight-month-old has seven teeth right now, so, yeah. <laughs> We're all impressed by that. Whoa. Okay, let's see. Um, now, how about you, PJ? Can you... Let's see if PJ can unmute herself, or we can unmute her. She's in the chat box and says she's not chatty today. Okay. Okay, so I'll read for Peach. Um, PJ, she's um, not feeling it, not really chatty, mom of three, postpartum doula, oh, and she misses her dad. Yeah, you know what, PJ, I saw that. It's been uh, two years since you lost your dad. Yeah, I'm glad you're here anyway, Peach. Peach is one of my favorite people. Um, we try and act out as much as possible whenever we see each other. Um, one of my favorite stories about PJ is she was coming in to get a prenatal massage, and I was like, and I try and disclose to everybody that I'm queer before they come in, before they're naked laying on the table. And so I sent PJ a note, and I said, um, hey, uh, you know, do you care that I'm queer? And then she sent me back a picture of her and her last partner, um, who was female. And she goes, no, I was lesbian before I 
met Eddie. And I was like, well, okay, Paige, sounds good. So, um, and she has this really um, fun husband and we always try and act like he's our baby daddy and that we've had a bunch of children together. It's really fun. She's a fun gal, gotta say. And she has some really amazing pictures of her last two births also. Um, two very different births, but good job, Paige. Okay, um, next is uh, Taria. Let's see, I'm gonna unmute you, Taria. Hey, Taria, can you hear us? And this is her first time on the group, so she may not know how to like speak or whatever. Because I was like calling it on a phone, and I didn't know how to do it. And I do this group all the time. So, um, Taria, I don't know how to help you with the thing. Maybe somebody else can, or you can put it in the chat box if you have something to say. I'm hoping that you can hear me okay, though. Oh wait, I can barely hear you. But again, like I said, it reminded me of my great and great great grandmothers. It was like this other lady was in here. She just started talking to me. I don't know who Teresa is talking to. I don't think she's talking to us. <laughs> All right. Well, I muted her, but thanks for representing. Okay. All right. So it looks like the primary players are um, me, Desiree, Dr. B, Mama D, and PJ. Oh, here comes, uh, or, uh, yeah, and here's Caitlin. All right. Caitlin, you want to speak? And out of all of us, Caitlin's the most, like, technologically savvy. Hey, Caitlin, you want to say anything? Uh, hi, sorry I'm late. I'm having a lot of technical problems. All I caught was the technically savvy. <laughs> having technical problems. Funny. <laughs> uh, um, we're just checking in, introducing ourselves. Hi, I'm Caitlin, and I have a three-and-a-half-year-old who has his teeth for now, and a six-month-old who is working on his two bottom teeth in a total terror right now. Oh. So, All right. All right. And, you know, I forgot to say, does anybody else have anything big that they want to check in on, too? Because that's always an option. We can always, you know, if there's something big on your mind, then we want to support you, too. So, oh, Caitlin, there you are. So pretty. So all your teeth. Looks good. Looks good. All right, so who wants to say something first about teething or anything else? And you can just, like, there's a way to raise your hand on a phone or you can just wave at me, whatever. Mama D's got something to say. All right, hit it, Mama D. Hey, so um, teething. Very interesting from, like, I guess my first child and then my second. I think my, my first baby, A, she got her bottom, she kind of like went like, I guess with like the norm, she got bottom teeth when she was six months and it just kind of gradually went on. And um, by two years old or just like maybe a couple months after two, she finished her molars. Um, and, you know, in the beginning, I was like doing everything for her teething because it was like, why is she crying? It's probably because she's in pain. And um so we did the, my mom had suggested me putting like a wet rag in the freezer and like just like, I guess, getting the bottom part of it wet, putting it in the freezer and then making it, you know, like a, like a tip, I guess, so she can suck on it um, and gnaw on it. And that seemed to work. And we did an amber necklace, I have two different amber necklaces for her. And I'm not quite sure if that worked, but I think maybe it helped or maybe it helped me mentally. I'm really not sure. Um, 
And then I also did like um, the teething gel, but it was like the homeopathic one, um, which I thought helped. And then of course it just let her latch onto my boob. And that was um, probably the best thing. With my second baby, I have, <laughs> the first time she got teeth, I straight away got the, like, the actual like numbing gel for, um, for children. And I was like, okay, here you go. Let's put it on you because I can't have sleepless nights. I mean, I'm already having sleepless nights. So it's, you know, it was just one more thing to add. But I actually think that this time around with the second baby, I don't know if maybe because I'm a, like, I've already kind of gone through everything with Aya that the second time it's not as bad and I don't notice it as much, but I really feel like things have been fine. I've had the amber necklace on her maybe three times because like, I just forget because I don't let her sleep in it. So I take it off during bath time. I take it off. And so it's like, I don't put it back on. I forget, but I really, she's been fine. And like, I usually don't notice that she's got new teeth until she smiles at me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's a tooth cutting right there. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, this time around, I haven't done anything but let her suck on my boob. <laughs> Okay, Desiree wants to know what the deal is with the amber necklaces. So the amber necklace is supposed to, um, you know, it's it sap from a tree. Or is it? No, it's a mineral. I'm sorry. And what it's supposed to have, like, healing properties inside that mineral that seep into their bodies through their body heat, if I'm uh, remembering correctly. I haven't looked up. I think I looked all the information up when I was, you know, a first time mom and when I bought into the, when I bought it, but I can't quite remember. Maybe someone else can chime in, but I think it was something about the mineral properties inside the stone that, that help reduce fevers that, that do something with like the glands, I think, and, and um, uh, pain. I don't know. I forget. Maybe someone said something in the chat. Yeah, everybody's going after it in the chat box. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what I think. I think a lot of times we don't know why things that aren't allopathic work. They just do. And then we, like, try and reverse engineer it to see, like, why it works or whatever. And sometimes we're on it and sometimes we're not. But, like, whatever. I like amber. I'm wearing it. Yeah, I, I love – and I have an amber necklace, too, and I love it. And you can, like – there are different types of amber. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, it's, like, finding amber that's legit because you don't – I mean, like, I used to do, like, all these different kind of tests to make sure my amber was legit, like, sticking a hot pin needle through it to make sure it wasn't plastic or um, stuff like that. And then there's raw amber, and there's, like, polished amber, and then you've got the darker colors, the lighter colors, just stuff that comes from different parts of the world. So, yeah. Um, so, because we're, like, um, a religious, um, a religion-friendly group, you know, um, I'm going to just tell everybody that I'm pagan. And witches love amber. Like, one of the things is, like, when you see, like, somebody who's, like, decked out from amber, like, first I think, oh, they're a mom. They've got little kids wearing amber. Or then I think, oh, they're pagans like me. It's, like, our secret signal, which is like amber. So uh, I already own amber. I don't know why I'm not wearing it. And so I need to, like, dig it out. This is happening. But I don't know if it's encased in a way that it touches my skin. So I might have to, like, you know, and I've tried to buy amber necklaces before um, at, like, birth events and stuff, but they're always, like, little kid size, you know? And I was like, well, boo. And then they had, like, one, like, token adult size that wasn't big enough for my goddess-sized neck. So it's on. Let me just go order one right now. 
Okay, who else wants to talk about teething and all right, I got a hand from Is that me? Yeah, cool. Um, um, someone was asking, I think Desiree, you're asking where to buy one. There's one, I don't know what it is, something Birdie Amber. Does anyone know? Um, yeah, and Etsy has a bunch. I got mine from a little fam um, family place called Nurtured Family that's local to Cyprus. Um, most, I think the Pure Parenting Shop will have them. A lot of uh, your natural parenting stores are going to have them. Um, so Mama D is saying that Funky Birdie Amber. Thank you, PJ. Um, and then, so she was saying that it was the opposite. Um, her first baby had all the teething problems and now her second she just doesn't notice as, as much. Well, I'm the exact opposite. My first baby never cried about teething, never really cared. Um, and this baby is completely different and the opposite. And uh, I'm doing all the same things. I have an amber necklace on him, but I don't remember to put it on him all the time. Um, but he's just, he's miserable. I give him like a breast milk popsicle to chew on and gnaw on and all the things to chew and gnaw. Um, the banana toothbrush, you name it, whatever I can, whatever he can chew on, he's chewing on it, um, including my nipples. And I, with, as an oversupply mama, oh my God, I'm just, my boobs are crying um, in all directions for help. <laughs> like, it's just awful. Um, because it's affecting my supply more and less all at the same time. And it's really confusing and frustrating um, and stressful because I donate my extra to another mama. So then they depend on my extra. And when he's messing with the supply because of the teething thing, it's just a lot um, to handle and to think about. And uh, yeah, I'm just... I'm like losing it with, with the teeth and thing this time around. I'm like, what on earth can I do? And there's nothing I can do. You know, he wants me to hold him and him for, to, for him to comfort nurse, but because of the oversupply, he can't comfort nurse. So then he gets frustrated when I can only give him a passy and that's never enough. So. Oh, that's a lot of pressure there. The feeding both kids and that you're having difficulty taking care or nurturing or pacifying your kid and worried about taking care of somebody else's kid too that's big caitlin yeah. so yeah because i mean on average i have 125 ounces a week and the last jesus week christ and that's just i pump in the morning and at night 20 minutes a piece and that's it um so it's i mean it's it's rather excessive and uh yeah so then i had a week where it was 163 in 14 pumps because of this teething thing like i am just like it's amazing but holy shit like it's painful at the same time so i mean it's a blessing and a, cur and a curse all at the same time so remember uh, that time you had that mint like frappuccino or whatever do you want to have another one to see if you can dial it back a little bit or yeah no um well if i dial it back then it drops to nil remember i did the cabbage leaves for 10 minutes for mm -hmm. cold cabbage leaves for 10 minutes and my supply dropped to a point i almost couldn't feed my own baby Mm. so everything's an overreaction so you know it's kind of a there's just like there's so many moving parts that you you just kind of have to go with what you've got and you can't try and mess with it too much otherwise it's going to be too crazy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. maybe you could get a cabbage and just pat it or something i don't know Right, you told me to just like wave them to waft them <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, and you know what? I need to say something that I right at the beginning said that I wouldn't offer any advice or, you know, prescription or whatever. And I'm clearly doing that right now. And so 
like I need to apologize to the group and then I also need to disclose that I'm Caitlin's midwife so um anyway I'll try and hold my yeah. hands here okay so anyway well, they, just lots of things yeah yeah okay okay hey Skylar okay well we're gonna meet you and then um Taria said Taria's here we could see her and she wanted to say something about her. a different game oh wait I just did it wrong unmute audio let's start video okay Taria, can you hear us? Last time I had to turn her way up. I don't know, I might have messed it up. Well, Taria, if you want to jump in later, we can hear you. She's gone. Oh, boo. All right, who else we got? Tiffany, why don't you jump in and tell us what's up? Selena showed up. Oh, yay, Selena's. Okay, go Tiff. Um, okay, so with Lily, my first baby, she, she got like all of her teeth pretty quickly and they just came like one right after another. By the time she was one, I think she had 12 teeth. Um, and with her, like I, I didn't even realize that sometimes babies will get a rash or they will get a slight fever and you know, they might um, change their eating preferences. So, you know, as a new mom, I didn't know all this stuff. So I'm like, oh my gosh, she's got a fever. It's like the first time she's ever had one. And she's got a rash. Like, why is she sick? And then I'm, you know, I kind of like look it up in some of the baby books and I'm like, oh, she's teething. Um, we tried to do a little bit of the wet rag thing, but she wasn't really into it. Um, we gave a lot of frozen banana slices, which she loved because it was, it's a good texture and it's sweet. Um, and they, they kind of melt fairly quickly. So it's not like a danger or anything. Um, we use those mesh teething pods where you shove the food in the mesh and she liked that a lot. Um, and I, I kind of looked into the amber necklace thing with Lily, but I just never bought one. And now that Willow's kind of like at the tail end of teething, um, I think it is helping her a little bit, at least with her, um, just with her like demeanor. And I guess it has mostly to do with pain because it's, she's mostly fussy when she's in pain. So if she's not fussing a lot, um, I guess it's working. And... Oh, we also, I found some, they're called teething tablets by Highlands, Dr. Highlands. And it says that you can give them three or four tablets. They're tiny itty bitty and they, they dissolve right in their mouth. Three or four, three or four times a day. I was like, that's too much. But we give them to her at night and it really does help her to just like calm down so that she can sleep. So there was like probably a week or two where we were giving them to her like every night this was like at least six months ago but um there are times in the past couple of weeks that we're like okay it's time for teething tablets and she knows what they are now and kind of is just like yeah okay um but again it's okay it says they're homeopathic so um, okay. I don't feel bad. I don't feel like I'm like giving her like three okay. Tylenol. It's okay. It's all right. You show them your teething necklace, your little Amber. She's like somewhat into necklaces, but
but I've been trying to tell her like, no, it's not for chewing. It's just to keep it on your skin. Oh, it's so pretty. And we have another mom friend who has it on her baby, like 10 month old baby. And I was like, oh, look, it's just like Taylor. You have a necklace just like Taylor now. So that's try how we're trying to keep her from not like eating it. <laughs> but yeah, so far so good. I want to say something about the Highlands. So those teething tablets were just recalled. Um, oh, really? I did not know that. Okay, but here's the thing. Like, I want you to research that and to see if it's really, you know, like if that recall is, is congruent with your belief system. Because some of, I remember looking at it and going like, I'd still give it to my kids. Mm-hmm. But I want you to look at it and, you know, think about it yourself. And with homeopathy, whenever, um, maybe, Sal, if you know something about the recall, um, but when you do homeopathy, don't touch the, um, the pill because what it is is it's um, a liquid put on a little sugar pill. And if you touch it, the skin on your hands can affect the dosage. So you make sure that when you put it underneath their tongue that you just do it in the lid. Okay. Homeopathy, then um, also mint and, and coffee can offset the homeopathy. I use a lot of homeopathy stuff in, um, well, i just use it for a long time. So research the Highlands, the recall, because some people are like, where can I find these? You know, there's like a black market for it now. Um, and with homeopathy, you dose until like you titrate up. So you do a bunch and then as the symptoms get less, you, you dose less. That's the idea with homeopathy. And homeopathy is hair of the dog that bit you. So like people who get up and have a beer in the morning when they're hungover, it's kind of like that same idea. Uh -huh. so, I did anyway. notice that I could not find them as teething tablets, but the Highlands website basically has like the same thing and they're calling them calming tablets. And oh. for pain from teething. All right. So I guess they're a reframe. I don't know, but I will look into that. Thank you. I didn't I was not aware. Okay, um Cell wants to say something, so I'm gonna Hey Tiff, can you mute yourself and we'll go to Cell? All right, so I don't know how to there you go. All right, go girl. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, good. Talk loud. Um, I'm I'm in a doctor's office right now. I'm working. Okay, <laughs> go, Salinas. Um, so the thing with the tablets was that they're saying that there was belladonna in it, and like acting surprised. Well, it's always had belladonna in it, but um, the thing is, like here in the U.S., we're really weird about homeopathy, whereas in Europe, it's you know, widely practiced and it's common and they'll, you know, give those tablets to their kids in Europe, no problem. It's kind of the same thing here, how we are about wine and beer for pregnant women. You know, we're super strict about it, but in Europe, they're like, yeah, you know, their, their timeline for when a pregnant mom can, you know, drink alcohol is um, much more relaxed than us. So that was kind of the whole thing behind the tablet scandal. I don't know, whatever it was. Um, I thought it was interesting, too, that there was a recall and, like, a big de deal about it when, you know, uh, personally, I didn't see any big contraindications, but that's just, you know, me looking up ingredients and stuff, because I have to do that all the time for medications for mothers, because I'm a lactation counselor. So, anyway, that's my understanding of it. So, I still give my kids the the tablets. Um, they're, like, super mild. Yeah, and they work. It's, like, yeah, I, I'd rather do that than um, Tylenol. We still do Tylenol sometimes. It just depends on how extreme, you know, the teething situation is, how much pain they're in. But, yeah, that's my, my two cents. 
all right and catch us up how you doing all um anyway like we you know everybody else checked in and said hey so well except for oh. Maria, but she's gonna check in in a minute um how am i doing hey. <laughs> i did i turned 31 um i'm working a lot as you can see i got my yeah. um i need to get my other patch on this side um yeah just mostly working a lot and uh still doing divorce stuff juggling that um but so far everything's pretty good and consistent so yeah trying to you know feel out the single mom thing everything's new you know the dynamic is different so um it's yeah i definitely see why people pick up a partner real quick uh after getting divorced <laughs> so yeah otherwise i'm here okay well you look great so good for you thank you all right um taria if we can go to you because we haven't managed to say hi yet to you there we go Hey, I'm like I'm at the Washingtonia, and I'm like listening to y'all. Uh -huh. This is my life right now. It's all right. So yeah, oh, topic teasing. Yeah, and just who are you? And check, tell us hi, and like we want to get to know you. Okay, so let me let me go outside real quick. Okay. So I'm Taria. I am a first doula here. In Houston and I'm working on becoming a childbirth educator as well I am starting a collective for women of color here in Houston um, slow to start but I'm working on it so oh so, lovely, lovely lady <laughs> yeah so T I want you if there's any way that dr. Blythe and I can help you or signal boost your events or whatever I want you to know that we are 100% in your corner and um, you know, we don't have a lot of extra cash right now, but at some point, Preggers will have um, community meeting space that you're welcome to. And I just want you to know that that I'm in. You just tell me how I can be in, and, and I will. And as I have more financial resources, I'll make sure and put them more towards your your stuff. So thank you. Just, yeah, like for me, like right now, like the biggest thing is just like meeting space. Mm -hmm. Have somewhere to meet up, um, mm -hmm. and I try to have a meeting once a month. But yeah, that. But I would definitely thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. As we all grow, you know, and I was talking to Desiree. Um, she's joined us for the first time and she's up in Baltimore and she had, um, we were talking about, um, I didn't, I just got an email today that said that next week is um, Black Maternal Health Week and mm -hmm. I had no idea. Like, so I'm sorry I'm late to the party here. Like, I think, you know, I'm so like just nose to the grindstone and midwifery. I don't know what's up most of the time, but um if you're having events or, you know, you want me to signal boost for you or whatever, like I'm embarrassed that I'm late to the party on this. And I'm also um, happy to do whatever I can to support. And just, this is such a big, important thing. And on some level, like I can only stand out in the background and clap and cheer and be like, you know, Hey, how can I help hold space and, and you know, get the word out. So, um, yeah, um, so as far as like the black um, maternal week, the Shades of Blue Project, she's hosting some events this week. Okay. okay. Um, well, not this week, but next week when it starts. Yeah. She's going to actually be hosting events for that. Mm -hmm. So, I'll, um, so oh, and I have a Facebook page. Don't, I'm sorry, I don't even know the name, but I'll share that in the comments. Okay. I'll let y'all know if you want to join, you can definitely join in. Okay. And we have a podcast, or we have a podcast or support group 
Facebook group also the, for people who have come to this, you know, come to our support group. So um, Dr. Blythe, will you put a link in the chat box? And T, can you see, the, uh, Taria, can you see that we have a chat box going? So, okay, Dr. Blythe, will you put a link to our support group in the chat box? To the support group um, Facebook page? The Facebook page? Yeah, and the, and the group, okay. On cool. it. Very cool. All right, and can I just talk a little bit more about um, um, black maternal health? So there's, um, you know, Blythe and I went to um, the, I don't know, it was like a disparity or it was an interview of black maternal health outcomes. And it was at um, TSU, Texas, yeah, um, right here close in Houston. And like it was a fairly good turnout, but like on the panel, it was only doctors and the shades of blue lady and um but there and some phds and stuff but there were no midwives and we're like and the big problem here is that there's not continuity of care and um that there's not a lot of um time and effort postpartum right and that's where midwives excel like we see you two days after we see you a week after no two days sometimes a week two weeks and then six weeks and then more if indicated right so um there's more care there and then check this out. So today they're having a big thing at the Museum Health Sciences on maternal health outcomes with this focus on black maternal health outcomes. And guess what? It's all, there's no midwives. And the midwives in town are pissed. And especially cheesed out is Afua, who's a black midwife um, in, the, in Third Ward. And so she's going to go and like shake some stuff. Up. Oh, that was Tiffany's midwife, right? Afua is, yeah. So, um, like, and all the midwives are like, there's this chat going on on Facebook about like, you know, we're going to ask them, you know, one of the things you guys say is you need more time with your patients and that's what midwives do. So how come we're not up there? You know, like really, so this is going to go down and I can't go cause we're going to hottie hoop camp. So, but I'm going to read about it and like scope online. And one of my friends is, uh, works at this health, um, museum in Houston. And I was like, how come no midwives were invited? And she just gave me the frowny face, like, you know? Um, oh, Desiree, I'm going to unmute you because it sounds like I'm just like shit talking at this point. So Desiree, why don't you tell us what's up with your events and stuff? Okay. I was saying it's important to be well-rounded. Like, you know, we have a here in Baltimore, and it was important to her that she works in underserved communities with mostly African-American women. Um, I have a midwife, I have a doula, because a lot of people don't know what a doula is here. And then I have a mother willing to share her story of you know, her traumatic experience. Um, she ended up having an emergency C-section and then seven blood transfusions afterwards. So, and you know, she was telling me, talked to her yesterday, she was talking about how her husband was treated um, in the hospital, like, he was a nobody, and here she is, an affluent black woman, um, health insurance, a present partner, and you know they got treated like shit, basically. So it's it's I'm glad that more light is being shed on maternal mortality for black women, but it's way long overdue, and um, yeah. <laughs> well big props to the diversity on your panel and also big props for taking on this this project i mean this is this is huge and it's 
it's terrible and it's unacceptable. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Okay. Well, it's 1140. Teething, anything else? Um, amber necklaces, I'm going to buy one for myself because it's, I'm going to blend. And you know what? I always like it when I see little kids with amber necklaces. It's like kind of like a crunchy identifier. I'm like, oh, you might be my people. Okay. <laughs> and I'm clearly going to get one for the dog. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Give us a dog update. <sighs> this is all I talk about, y'all. I'm getting a therapy dog um, when I get home from potty hoop camp. So on Sunday, I go and pick her up and she's going to be little. And I haven't had a puppy since I found one in the desert when I was like, I don't know, 12. Um, so this is going to be a big deal. Um, but I'm super excited and I'm anxious about it because my patients are going to just have to roll with the fact that we have a puppy in the room. Um, but this is how you get a therapy dog. So, uh, oh, Rowan's dog is swimming on my floor. Um, clearly we are dog people. So I'm super excited and I think about her all the time and her name is Coraline um, and it's just going to be really great, but she's all I think and talk about. I am like that new mom. Mm -hmm. It's happening over here. That's what I got. She's going to be giving us updates. So today the puppy got a tooth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, PG's giving us her necklace. Ooh, Peach. Can you just unmute yourself for a second and tell us all about that beauty? Because like, I just, I'm, I'm in love. I'm in love. Can you hear me? Yeah, go. Okay. Um, it was made by Christina and Wendy uh, for me. After my dad died, um, he used to sing Sunrise Sunset to me from Fiddler on the Roof. Mm. And the amber is made to represent sunrise and sunset. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. And at the bottom is his fingerprint. And it has uh, his sapphire birthstone on either side of it. How fucking cool is that? Yeah. So I wear it on the days when I miss him the most. Yeah. Yeah. Like today. Like today, yeah. I'm so glad you have that, Peach. So glad. And I feel you, Peach. I'm also in the dead parent club, you know. It's a shitty club to be in. Yeah. 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 It's hard. It's hard. Well, you want to tell us something cool about your dad so we can help celebrate him with you? He was the world's youngest lion trainer. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he was in movies, in the Guinness Book of World Records, um, just an all around really cool person. Um, yeah, that's, that was my dad. Yeah. And you know what I'm impressed about here is that he was the world's youngest lion tamer and he died of old age or, you know, a health complication when he was like in his 80s. Is that right, Peach? He was 92. He's 92. So yeah. this man trained lions at like starting at like 10 or something crazy and died at 92. That is really something because, you know, when I think the world's youngest lion tamer would die, yep. 11. Okay, not 92. Look at that. 
<laughs> yeah, we tried to get him to go back in the lion cage like before his 90th birthday so that he could be the youngest and the oldest. Um, but by then, lions were out of circuses. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we went to Hugo to visit my elephant, but elephants and lions are not the same thing. Yeah. PJ and I have that in common. We're fans of the elephants. But unlike me just admiring them from afar, PJ's actually been on them and around them. She had a circus family. That's how she knows. Yep. PJ's actually named after her dad, too. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. Manuelita. Manuelita. Little Manny. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Peach, for showing us and sharing with us and letting us see your necklace. And I love that. And, you know, that's a testimony to Amber, too, right? It's just not for kids teething. It's for us remembering stuff and it's for witches and it's for all the different ways that we are and we are and want to be. Good deal. Good deal. Well, we're at 1145. What do we want to have our topic for next time? Because we talked about teething, which pretty much looks like taking Highland things, occasionally dosing your kid with Tylenol and just trying to get through it um, and maybe not losing your mind when they start to get rashes or have a headache or fevers or whatever, but just trying to, it's like a gauntlet, I think. Um, unless I missed a hot tip there. That's kind of the summary there. Oh, wait, Caitlin's got a hot tip. Okay. Hit it. I've got one more. Um, and this is pretty controversial, but I don't really care. Um, we're, brandy family. No. we're a brandy family. We do a drop of brandy on the gums, and I'd rather do that than like some other things because I know it's at least sterile. It's not, and it's just enough to numb the gum, it's kind of similar to like Orgel, but we do a drop of flavored brandy, and he loves it and gives me a few minutes of peace. So, but. How long does it last? Um, I think I do it maybe twice a day on like the worst days. Oh, okay. So, not, I mean, it, it lasts long enough. <laughs> so, you know. Take whatever yeah. we can get. That's what I do. And I know it's controversial, but I don't really care. It works for us. And I know <laughs> what the ingredients care. are on there. We, we don't care either. It's so. crazy. Okay. <laughs> what, what do you, Sal has something to say. Go, Sal. Oh, sorry. I was just saying a placenta tincture, too, because um, that's kind of like a multi-purpose thing so like we make it for the mom but like I've known a lot of moms that use it for their toddlers and up um, and that's the same concept because it's you know uh, it's mostly well it depends on what the person uses but it's mostly like I don't even remember the proof of alcohol but uh, it's mostly booze so I think it's kind of the same concept as Caitlin is saying just throwing that out there <laughs> that was it <laughs> Booze for the win. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do we want to talk about next week or in two weeks? Anybody got any hot topics? Oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm a mom of three. Have three boys. Um, yeah, I, I gave birth to all of them. Nurtured them. Still nurturing them. Um, yeah, I, I, look, and I breastfed all of them. So the teething with me breastfeeding, only the... The second two, I had those teething issues while breastfeeding. Like, I want to have a nipple at the end of this thing. Show. So yeah, so <laughs> I did the, you know, try to do the teething ring, um, but ultimately, like that towel, like a little red wag, 
the wet rag was what I gave them and it helped them in life and massaging their gums. And I was like, come on, let mama just help you with your life. And so they enjoyed it. Say so a little bit about me. All right. Well, I love you guys tremendously and I'm very um, happy and impressed at us meeting and supporting each other. And clearly we don't have the answers or sometimes we do, but it's more important that we see each other and we know that you're supported. And Caitlin, I think you're doing a great job. Maybe just buy a cabbage or post a picture of a cabbage that you can just gaze your eye upon because cabbage medicine works for you. And, you know, we're doing it. This is what changing the face of postpartum mental health does. And I know most of us are birth workers, um, but we're in it. We're in it together and we're doing what we can and we're just going to start small. And I was telling Desiree, the Ash Ambridge um, uncle with a taco stand story, which is he just started by throwing the cooler out of tacos at the, where the kayakers would get out to rest for a few minutes when they were, um, you know, kayaking. And then people started putting money in the cooler with the tacos. And then he put more tacos out and then eventually had a little stand and then bathrooms and a whole restaurant. And we're just starting by putting our cooler out with tacos and we're not going to judge ourselves or wish that we had more people or less people or more, whatever. We're just here and we're doing it and we're, putting that drip that drop in the bucket and the ripple um, i also need to take a shout out to our sponsor who is pat greer at pat greer's kitchen here in houston texas you can find her also at pat greer's kitchen online and she's a raw food expert and she's actually the one that i consulted with on how to do placentas and it was interesting that um i know that oh we can hear yourself um that i was talking to shannon and um my one of my preceptors and she goes hey can you do my um placenta for me and i was like sure but you know we have like lots of people she goes well you take the longest but they seem to be the most effective and i was like oh, okay shannon um but the deal was there is that i do it at a certain degree with the dehydrator that pat coached me on my friend who does the raw food chef so thank you pat for helping me do all those placentas and thanks for um supporting us in our group so that's our sponsor right now and anybody else want to say anything? I'm fixing to unmute us all so we can tell each other bye, but anybody else got anything, a burning desire? That's what we say in AA. And the cat's like, see this cat? Like, come on. Anybody got anything that they need to say? All right, I'm unmuting everybody. Or not. There we go. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. It's six months now. Six months. 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 All righty, my loves, that's a wrap. We'll see you in two weeks. Don't forget to grab those headphones. If you need a text reminder, you can go to preggers.rocks, www.preggers.rocks, or preggerscanbechoosers.com, and there's a text reminder that you can sign up for. We're also on Facebook at Preggers Can Be Choosers. There's an event um, invitation that you can sign up for there. And we also have a group dedicated on Facebook dedicated to our podcast listeners. That's the podcast afterbirth group. So we'll hope to connect with you soon. And don't forget, we're launching our prenatal education podcast pretty soon. So we want you to jump in on that as well. Thank you so much and hope you have a great two weeks.